everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Hey, Dustin, how you doing today? Real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Fine, thank you. Topic of discussion, dividend stock meltdown. What happened here? What's going on? Well, I think the you, you've had a, a little bit of a you know, weak weakness in uh, current sectors that are viewed as interest rate sensitive, whether justified or not, it's, it's the sentiment is there and uh, it's been pushing, pushing those sectors down. And for a few reasons, uh, you know, long-term interest rates have been creeping up. So uh, dividend stocks are now competing with GICs and bonds. Uh, You know, there's certain investors that are maybe going, well, if I can get 6% on a GIC, why would I take the risk of, uh, you know, buying a dividend stock that pays 6%? And I guess my counter to that is, well, you're still getting the 6%, but why would you want to forego, you know, the long-term share growth, right? Right. Um, Now, now of course, uh, there's... In, uh, implied uh, zero volatility on that GIC purchase, but the only reason that is is because uh, banks don't let the uh, the values of GICs on a client statement fluctuate. But they do. Believe me, if you bought a if you bought a five year GIC at six percent and rates go up to eight, and you wanted to sell that GIC. There's nobody in their right mind who would give you full full price for your GIC, right? You would have to sell it at a discount, right? And that's that's primarily what's been going on in the the bond market as interest rates have crept up the last year and a half. Um, you've had bond prices uh, continually drop um, because no one wants to pay full price for for a bond uh, that was bought, you know, two months ago when when rates are higher in the future. So it. Uh, it's definitely having an impact on the dividend stocks. I think it'll be very short term. At the end of the day, um, the, those companies and those sectors, and primarily, I'm talking about you know utilities, banks, pipelines, telecoms. Um, those sectors have uh, taken it on the chin quite sharply. Just to give you a couple examples, uh, at the time of we're taping here, um, the the dividend yield on CIBC is north of six and a half percent. On, on Bell Canada is north of 7%. Right. Um, historically, those averages are more like 4 and 5% on banks and telecoms. So I shouldn't be able to get that high of a yield off uh, off a stock in those sectors. So it tells me either, uh, either the dividends have to come down or the share prices have to come up to get back to, to historical uh, norms. So uh, I, I would bet on the share prices rebounding because I think in those sectors, the, the dividend payout ratios are, are well covered off. Uh, and in, in fact, the, all those companies that I mentioned, uh, banks, telecoms, pipelines, utilities, they all, most companies in those sectors in Canada have a history of raising their dividends, not lowering them. Okay. So if I'm looking at uh, a good buying opportunity, I think I, I can I can go back to 2008, 2009, or the spring of 2020 when the pandemic hit, and uh, I think we're in that type of a buying opportunity in the dividend sectors as we speak. Uh, in fact, uh, I think the banks in Canada are a better deal today than they were in the spring of 2020 because they're healthier businesses. Uh, the profitability has increased. They're, they've increased their dividends. Uh, so when you when you do get a chance to buy uh, an, a good quality sector when it's on sale, you have to jump at that opportunity. Uh, and you know, there's there's a certain 
element out there in the investment world that says, well, you, you don't want to be holding these, um, these sectors of interest rates go back up to 10, 12, 14%, like they did in the eighties, um, early eighties. And, and my counter to that would be, you know, what, where's the evidence that that's going to happen? In fact, I, I think in 2024 rates could start going back down. So, um, the, uh, the inflation that we're seeing, it's, it, it's probably going to be a little bit higher than it has been for the last 20 years, but not to historical standards. If you look at inflation going back, uh, you know, all the way, if you, if you did an average over a hundred years, it's more like 4%. So even the central bank targeting, uh, in, in Canada, in the U S 2% is to me, it's artificially low. I don't know where they pull that number from. Uh, I've always disagreed with it. Even when they were saying it was 2%, I didn't see any of the goods and services I was uh, paying for yeah. um, going up at only a 2% level. Uh-huh. So. Hey, the, the one thing that we frequently talk about or preach about is patience. You have to have it. I'm a long-term kind of guy. I, I don't get too wound up about maybe how the last year's been because I'm thinking about how the next two to three years are going to be. But patience and investors it's it's really helpful if you can pull the two parties together is it not oh without a doubt i mean if if you don't have patience you don't have any in in uh, any business being a an equity investor because that's the number one quality you have to have right uh you buy something if it goes down in the short term um you know, it, it's not a wise decision to uh, to base your investment decisions uh, over 90 or 120 day periods. You want to look at, you know, two, three, five, 10 year outlooks. Um, I, I often ask people to think of uh, the stocks they own like their house. You know, if if you if you were living in your house and, you know, the economy uh, or, or very realistic um Example right now, interest rates going up have kind of put a damper on uh, real estate markets. Um, nope, nobody goes out and sells their house just because it's dropped in value. Uh, in fact, people think counter to that, right? No one wants to sell their house at a loss. Right. Um, but they're very quick to sell a good quality business um, that might be, you know, v- valued at a lower amount just at the present moment for for a number of different reasons. Could just be based on sentiment. You know, the, the, the tide goes down and all the boats go down with the tide. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think you have to have a, a long-term outlook and it's, sometimes it's easier said than done. I mean, there's been a few, uh, moments in, in the last 25 years since I've been doing this uh, career, 2000, 2008, nine, uh, 2020, um, in, in, in fact, 2015 was a, was a huge drop. Nobody remembers that because it was such a quick recovery, but I remember stocks in August, 2015. Uh, I remember being kind of stressed out because, uh, you know, a lot of sectors were beaten up quite harshly at that time. So, um, I, I think you have to have to just have a, a very patient approach and, um, you know, but what, what's the saying this too shall pass. Yeah. And, and like a kidney stone. Yeah, exactly. Very, very comparable, uh, waiting for your socks to go up and passing a kidney stone. That's why you're, yeah. that's why you're the, on the other end of the mic, Bryn. Yes, exactly. Uh, gotta ask you, what, what are Divi yields by the way? Well, the Divi yields are, you know, in some of the sectors right now, we're at records, pipelines, banks, uh, okay. 
Um, some of the utilities, I'm thinking telecoms. I don't remember in the last 25 years seeing a, uh, a dividend yield on Bell Canada uh, over seven and a half percent. So, mm-hmm. and I can get that, you know, right at the time we're recording this. So, um, the, the dividend yields is a, is the best indication of an undervalued uh, dividend equity. So, if the yields are high. Um, now you, you have to be careful because sometimes the yield is high for a reason. It means the right. company is, uh, in a, you know, a bad way. Uh, and if those dividend yields, if the company cuts their dividend, it can mean further, um, carnage for the stock. So you have to do your homework, but, and then that's why I think that, uh, you know, most people should work with, uh, with an investment, uh, advisors in, in, in some, some sort of advice capacity, because, um, you know, we, we can do the research and, and see, see a healthy company from an unhealthy company, right? One that might be raising their dividend versus one that might cut it. And that so, is why I use you. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm allowed to say that I believe. In fact, mm-hmm. I like saying that. Hey, listen, thanks for your time today. Always great stuff. How, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, basically, you can give me a shout on my uh, cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, send me an email, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way on our next episode. Don't forget, all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed on this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.